Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Viola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. I'm Jill Annable. I'm here with my friend, Colleen McCoy-Sika. How are you doing? I'm doing okay today, Jill. How are you? Good, good. Um, so I want to ask you about you are a mom and a teacher, and I know you have great relationships with your sons. But I'm wondering, how much do you share with them? Do you let them know about moments you've had mistakes or had bad behavior, or do you not parent that way? Yes, I share probably more as they've gotten older, definitely share mistakes. I have an interesting parenting style. I've been referred to as a free range parent. Do you know? Oh, free free, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not one of those. I'm the opposite. So I'm a a helicopter mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that. Uh, you know, it was because I read a a book. Well, we can talk about the book another time, but, um, no, and it's very much about having honest relational, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. good relationships with, with your kids that show your mistakes that give them permission to also make mistakes and talk through it and trust you so that you can kind of engage in that space where, yeah, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I understand. So let's take a weird turn here. Let's just, let's just dive in. So free, so free range parenting. I read that. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the book you were talking about because I'm not one. So I helicopter, but I'm wondering, so now let's apply that over to teaching. Are you a free range teacher? I'm regimented in the classroom. And so I'm a total control freak in the classroom. (laughs) I admit it. I freely admit it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what's the healthy balance then? That's the big question then it, Is it sharing your own mistakes and trials? And I'm thinking about this on the spiritual journey. Do we share with kids how that goes or do we shield them from hearing about our personal lives? We've heard from plenty of teachers about their styles of how they teach. And it comes up when we um, hear from teachers who are doing, you know, confirmation prep and, and other prep where they're starting to think about, okay, well, they need to hear how young adults make mistakes. And so oversharing, undersharing, there's got to be a careful balance there. And I think that comes up often in the teacher's lounge because have you had moments where you're like, ooh, I really overshared today, or I really mm-hmm. should have told them a little bit more because they're not giving me much back. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So I think that the reason why I had particularly, you know, I talk about when I taught high school, when I taught junior high, I had different relationships with my students in junior high than I did in high school. I always had a pretty tight grasp on my classroom, um, but more so in junior high. And I did not share personal things with kids. And Mm -hmm. I think that that actually hampered my relationship with them, particularly Mm -hmm. with my junior high students, because they needed to have a little bit of that relational piece. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just didn't share at all. And right. So We've there, talked there about this. And that, balance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this and I don't know if it was an, on an episode or not, but yes. then on the opposite end of things, if we don't share our own sins, like the fall of man, if we just ignore that didn't happen because we are teachers and we are flawless. Yeah. What does that do for their ability to share aloud with us and the different age ranges? I shared a lot more with my 11th graders than I did mm-hmm. with anyone younger than them. And as a parent, I haven't shared much. I was a pretty good young kid. So I haven't come up with naughty stories of being an elementary kid because I was a pretty good kid (laughs) and parenting my own children. And I think there's a range in the teacher's lounge of of where you are on that scale of free range teaching and being regimented about sharing personal things. Okay. How about from a classroom management point of view, free range? Oh, no. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. I had, okay. Like when I taught, I had a couple of very small classes of honors seniors where it was mm-hmm. like a dual credit or, you know, a mm-hmm. college level class where there was a different atmosphere in that classroom. I don't know. It was just a d- different culture in the classroom. But when I've got 27 freshmen, that's a totally different dynamic. And so I had to adapt to the culture of my classroom. It couldn't be about, you know, well, what kind of, I mean, you can ask me what kind of parent I am. And I have two children. I parent, you know, both of, I can tell you different stories because they right. need different things. I think it's the same with a classroom because mm. a, a group of 12 or 15 honors college level seniors, it's a little bit different. Dyna- it's a <laughs> wildly okay, but different how do you, but how do you know? So you, you're a master teacher. You've been, you've been at this a long time. You've seen many classrooms in a, addition to your own classrooms. Do you remember that book first days of school where it says like, don't smile until Christmas, you know, like, or that kind of like, so do you smile? I mean, how do you approach it when you have a brand new class, you haven't taught them before, and you're trying to feel out where the discipline and where the line should be. So let me tell you my first year of teaching though, I was 23 years old and I was teaching Mm -hmm. juniors and seniors Mm -hmm. again. That's a different dynamic. I didn't smile at any, I don't know if I smiled at anybody like ever. (laughs) It was, and it worked though, but you were successful. Um, You got to year two. Yeah, but it wasn't, it was never the kind of classroom environment that I wanted it to be. Okay. And because they didn't, and again, because they didn't relate to me personally, you know, I Mm -hmm. saw other teachers throughout the building where they had these relationships with kids. It was usually coaches or, you know, club moderators. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did, I coached speech. And so I had, Mm -hmm. you know, a different relationship when you spend 12 hours a weekend with kids outside of school, you know, that's a little bit different. And then you meet them differently in the classroom too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did notice that, but as for my, you know, I had 150 students that I saw throughout the course of the day, that was, it wasn't the norm to have that easy um, Mm -hmm. relationship with them. They really, because I, I was just I was really hard on kids in my classroom. I would say my first three years of teaching. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you just looked older. <laughs> like they I aged did look you. Older after year three. I aged big time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, this is a different dynamic for elementary teachers because you naturally, okay. So kids look at us and they can gauge like, okay, the, this teacher is younger than my mom or older than my mom or my about my mom's age. So when you are teaching high school students, And I think about this with our younger priests. I think about this with younger administrators too. It's the same dynamic of level of trust and level, you know, what does that relationship look like? We have wonderful young priests in our diocese and they're way too young to be an an uncle or a father figure to our students, just like our young teachers are. And so I think this might go across segments of our population in buildings is how do you feel relatable? And if you're not relatable on a mom parent level, Mm -hmm. then how do you find that dynamic of getting the teaching done, but also they need to be able to listen to us. Okay. But don't like second and third and fourth graders, don't they look at all teachers and they just think that everybody's old They're tall. Yeah. They also think the high schoolers are adults. So they do. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it is different at the elementary level that, and you and I didn't experience that. Now I I was an elementary principal. Indirectly. Yeah. Right. Right. So from that dynamic, yeah, it was like, I was the principal. So it didn't matter how old I was, but yeah, as an elementary school teacher, there's definitely a, a, you know, a different, if I had been 23 going into a classroom with second graders, I think I still Mm -hmm. would have been a very structured, I just had a very structured approach, Mm -hmm. but I probably not as so totally guarded as I was. You probably would have smiled. They would have been little free range chickens. The free range chicks would have been wandering (laughs) around the classroom. You would have smiled at them. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So we're at about that time. There's the bell. It's time to get back to class. Uh, There's always more ideas and we have time to celebrate, but we are certainly going to try our best. Um, We drop episodes three days per week throughout the year. So send us your ideas. We love your ideas. So keep them coming. Share that love with your fellow teachers. You can send those to catholicteacherslounge.com. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time. 